Hello, hello, welcome to the Mike Acuna Podcast, episode 17, and today is a very important day to us Filipinos. It is election day, the midterm election day. I'm sure a lot of us are early to rise, just as me, uh, and eager to fill out the names of our favorite candidates, seeing how this pans out like a Game of Thrones episode, just because we can't wait to know who kicks whose ass and who gets to sit on the Iron Throne or Thrones in this matter, we are talking figuratively of who wins the elections for this year. This game is free for all. Now, we are talking about 61.8 million registered voters in the Philippines and 1.8 million voters from overseas, a good number of them being in the Middle East. You might be interested to know the number of voters by age two, so here they are. 19.9 million are Gen Xers, uh, when we say Gen Xers, they're born from the 60s to the early 80s. I fall under that category, accounting for roughly 32%, right? And millennials and Gen Z folks born in the mid-90s and early 2000s comprise about 31% of the total vote or 18.8 million voters. And lastly, baby boomers who account for about 17.2 million voters. Meanwhile, we have also the remaining 9% of voters who are aged 65 and older, approximating to 5.8 million of uh, 5.8 million of over 60 million voters. Now, here's another interesting fact for this year's May elections: the females, the ladies, uh, outnumber male voters by 1.7 million. The, the Luzon provinces are vote-rich, namely the NCR, Calabarzon, and Central Luzon. All right? So, uh, it's said that it's important for millennials and Gen Z voters to vote in, in the May 2019 elections, that's today, so we can root out bad leaders. We are, after all, electing 12 senators, the Magic 12, all Congress representatives, and all provincial, city, and municipal-level officials across the country. Whew! That's a lot of numbers, right? So, in the process of researching for this episode, I have read different kinds of articles about this and that thing, and as always, my social media feed seems to be more in-your-face now more than ever about their favorite candidates, platforms sketchy and uh sketchy and reappearing characters if you know what i mean uh catchy and or stupid campaign jingles and commercials their best bets on who will win and everything in between they say vision without action is a dream and action without vision just passes the time if we're to take a second and and really ask ourselves which of this, or these rather, the Philippines falls under? Are we vision without action or action without vision? Which one do you think it is? So let's get to why I personally would never dabble in anything related to politics, yet I would gladly tell someone to vote wisely. You're on the Mike Acuna Podcast. Now, before I proceed with this episode, I want to be certain that I am understood 
when it comes to my point of view. I do not consider myself as a part of the social classes. I refuse to belong to any of them. I have learned through the years that in the end, we're all human and that's all that matters. It's as simple as that. If anyone would refuse the fact that I do not belong to any social class, then that would be your point of view, which I respect. But to a certain extent, that would be someone else deciding which social, social class I am in and not me. Which means this does not support my social right in any way to stand for what I believe in. Don't ask me what section of the law that is under. I do not know. But as far as I'm concerned, we're all human beings. We're all cool. All right. So going back. Earlier, I was listening to the most recent episode of the uh, Good Times with Mo podcast by, of course, Mo Twister. He got started talking about the elections. And he said something that really struck me, you know. He said that there's a certain effort that the candidates exert into making the voters trust them. Now, when the voters vote for them and the candidates don't come through on their promises or the platforms, whatever it is that they vowed to do for all of us, it's the voters who are betrayed, whether the voter realizes this or not. It's not the candidates. Uh, it's not the candidates past that determines if he wins or not, at least not anymore. The question is, for the, for the majority of the voters, now, when you look at the candidates, having failed us before, with the whole tumakbo at nanalo, pagkatapos nahuli at napilay shtick, now, why do we still allow these personalities the chance to dupe us again? Now, were the voters informed through education of the criteria for which these candidates are judged and if they developed discernment to make wise decisions and therefore actually vote wisely, the country wouldn't be as divided as it is right now. I mean, look around you. Um, we're all rooting for our own fighters and waving our signboards like we would if we were in WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So I can only go as far as this. Okay, I am not a political analyst, much less an expert on the topic. But when a candidate doesn't try to be smart and respectable in winning the people's votes, they probably wouldn't have sincere intentions in making a difference, a real difference that is helpful to us, beneficial to all of us. What I mean is this. Um, I'm sure, like, for example, Pepe Pacheco. If you have no idea of who I'm talking about, type Pepe Pacheco, Voltes 5 on YouTube, and you'll know what I mean. Going back, I'm sure engineer Pepe Pacheco is a fun guy. I'm 100% sure of that. But the goal for them, obviously, was to make his campaign clever, funny, and catchy. Right? It was, it was easy to remember. It had good recall. It was funny and it was catchy. But... This was, I'm afraid, you know, an oversight because the campaign was more amusing than convincing of a town's vote. Thus, the campaign jingle going viral but costing him the spot. Are you guys with me? The way a candidate, here's the thing, um, the candidate, uh, for me, the way a candidate reaches out to his potential constituents says a lot about what his intentions are and more importantly, what demographic he's after, he or she is after, and why.
okay? So bear in mind that while they, they are the candidates, the long-term winners should be the people. All right, so I, I have something else I want to talk about, but I can't talk in length about the current administration, but I will tell you this. Nothing beats experience. I'd like to share this with you. I spent a great deal of my childhood in Sampaloc, Manila, only several blocks away from USD within the university belt. Do you know how many times I've experienced a holdup? Must be seven times, maybe even eight. No exaggeration. It's because the drug addicts who lived within the same space, we the students we were moving in, as well, they all preyed on us. Students, that's who they went after. We forgot about all the students who were traumatized, hurt, dragged by riding in tandems, the innocent passers-by who lost a great deal and some even their lives. Just because we lived and moved in close proximity to, to danger. Now, I'm gonna, uh, I will admit, I met a lot of these dealers by form of introduction within one or two degrees of my friends we're practically in the same neighborhood. There was one time I rode a Jeep. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, there was one time I rode a Jeep and there was this shady guy who one minute after paying his fare called a stick up. He pulled what was the biggest switchblade I ever saw in my life and shouted, Hold up to, tangin na mga cellphone nyo. Now everyone was shocked and I was forced to look at him and I said, you know, I'm not going to say his name out of respect for his family. I said, bro, si Mike to. The thing was, <laughs> the thing was, I remembered meeting him just days before. I knew where he lived. He lived just by the PNR train tracks. Dun lang siya. He was introduced to me by a friend who lived nearby and shit. We even, we even went to the same school, I think. So back to the Jeep, right? When I said that, he was startled. He folded the balisong back into his pocket and hopped out of the estribo like nothing happened. He just, he, just, he just walked away casually. Now, all of us in that Jeep were, we were left down dumbfounded and we, we felt stupid. But we were safe. Easily the longest 15 seconds of my life. I wasn't fortunate in the other seven or eight instances where I got robbed. So imagine my relief at this point. And going back uh, to that part where I didn't say his name out of respect for his family because, because I learned not too long ago that he was one of those who fell in the Tokhang operation. I feel really sorry for his family. I uh, do not take delight in someone else's demise. But I also had to think, I can't help but think, what if he didn't recognize me? What if he was, he was under the influence of a substance, right? Because I was aware that this guy used drugs um, actively. Um, so I can't help but think, what would I have lost? And what would he have been willing to sacrifice? Uh, would he have been willing to sacrifice my life for his gain? You know, and how many people actually experienced this with me? I'm sure that while you are studying, working, moving within the university belt, that space that is surrounded by um, 
communities such as you know, Recto, Quiapo, Santa Cruz, Bambang, Tayuman, Tondo, everything around that. Um, I'm not saying it's the nastiest places on earth, but they can be top contenders. <laughs> let's just let's just say that. All I'm saying um, also is this, you know, while I'm certain that we, that we out here in the streets, living in parts of Manila, you'd think twice about passing through. We can now walk to the streets, most of them, without with our phones out. You know, we don't have to worry about car nappers and hold uppers and snatchers like we would back then at the level that we would back then back then rather. Um this change is tangible for us. But I'm sure the others who had a different kind of change in mind would not feel the benefits at all. You know, to us out here we are happy that the streets are better lit compared to before where there were almost none the students working well, walking in droves happily as they crossed to and from the four sides of usd no one would do drive-bys anymore and there are considerably fewer riding in tandems you know some would not be satisfied as they want a leader who does not curse someone whom they deem better to lead the country and represent the philippines in a better light you know i say no one is perfect and Rome wasn't built in a day. Now, I'm not saying this because I'm in opposition with anyone. I am not in opposition with anyone. Matter of fact, I respect everyone's opinion. I will not curse down anyone who has a different take on things. I do hold this saying in mind every day. It goes like this. Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is a perspective, not the truth. So at this point in time in the podcast, I'd like to present my opinion. And also, um, while this is my opinion, I am presenting to you, uh, presenting this to you as my perspective. But what do you think? Welcome back to the Mike Acuna podcast. Uh, this is still Mike Acuna. I didn't go anywhere. Um, I wanted to talk about something else. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to milk tea. I'm honestly more of a coffee guy most days until Anne introduced milk tea to me. I can see why she likes it. Now, uh, just the other day, uh, I was in BGC with my family, just uh, you know, just walking around, buying stuff for our new dog, Scarlet. She's uh, a mixed breed between a Pomeranian and a Dachshund, so she's tiny. She's the cutest thing you've ever seen, and she was getting all the love from a lot of people at High Street, I'll tell you that. Just, you know, having a good time with the family. And there's this one stall called Tiger Sugar, which has intrigued me for a long time. I've seen my friends post about it, and uh, I made a trip to the stall at about 11 p.m., where there were about, mm, I'd say, 12 people lined up. I, you know, I told myself, why the heck not? It won't be the usual two to three hour wait others usually do. So I asked for the lady welcoming us into the queue what the best seller was, and they've ran, ran out of uh, brown sugar boba. That's what they call it. At this point, I ordered something else, and while I was waiting, I had the chance to strike up a conversation with two nice strangers. Their names are Sav and Pearl, and this is what they had to say about Tiger Sugar. So we are here at BGC 
GC. Uh, this is a segment that I that, that I wanted to do for this particular episode. Um, I'm right in front of Tiger Sugar here at BGC, and right now we have Sav and we have Pearl. Okay, so uh, Sav and Pearl, I, I struck up a conversation uh, with them out of out of nowhere, and I wanted to get their thoughts. You know, I haven't gotten my order yet, but I wanted to get in their thoughts on uh, on Tiger Sugar if it is actually any good. So uh, Sav and uh, Pearl, you know what? Let me let's have Sav second because she's <laughs> videoing. Take a video of me right now, uh, Pearl. I know it, it may be easy to assume for people that you love milk tea just because of your name, but, you know, because, you know, typical. they might, right, no, 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 it's, it's, it's not typical, I'm not saying it's typical, but, you know, it might be easy for them to assume, but how good is Tiger Sugar for you? Well, for me, it's really good because it's actually the first milk tea shop that I've actually tasted uh -huh. that has brown sugar as a sweetener. Yes, so I never really tried other brands, but I heard that Serenity actually has a new brown uh, sugar series, okay. yeah. and I've never tried that. But so far, um, Tiger Sugar is my uh, my favorite. That's your favorite. Okay, they didn't have t tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to all the to all the people listening in. They didn't have the brown sugar boba, which is I think is uh, their their main best seller. Is that right? So what are you what are you what are you having right now, uh, Pearl? It's the regular Pearl. <laughs> the regular Pearl. Pearl is having the regular Pearl. Okay, let's let's pan over to Sav. I know you guys are. How how long have you guys been friends, uh, you and Pearl? <laughs> Since college. So. Wow. So should we put a, a number of years on that? Uh, four, five. Four or five years. Yes. Okay. How's that relationship been since you guys discovered Milty together? Stronger. Stronger. Wow. So Milty has actually strengthened this relationship. So she gave it a ten. How about you, Tiger Sugar? Uh, what would you? What grade would you give Tiger Sugar? Same goes for Pearl. Ten. Yes. Ten also. Okay. Uh, uh, why? I know we have different preferences, but so far for me, this is the best because this is also the first Milty that has brown sugar the first time that i've tried brown sugar so every i think everything na first time wanna try you like it well that's especially if you yeah go ahead go ahead and i also remember what we felt the first time we drank it we were just like gosh this is what we waited in line for like two hours yes, it's for me this is the only milk tea that i would like fall in line for two hours like, wow. this is the only one. Have you guys experienced this somewhere else? Or the first time you lined up for it, that was the first time that you actually... You know, because it could either be a hit or miss, right? Yeah. It could either suck or be really mind-meltingly good, which is what it was for you. Have you had it before you lined up here at BGC? Well, I've tried other milk teas, be milk teas before, like Gongcha, um... Uh, Serenity, Gongchang is actually good. Yeah, it's, it really is. But not as good as this. Yeah. Uh, there's something it. about this brand, though. <laughs> I'm not really sure what, but yeah. Okay, thanks for sharing your, your, your thoughts, Pearl and Sav. It was certainly a pleasure to meet you. I hope you guys follow me back, just so you can hear this. 
All right, thank you. That is our per, uh, tiger, tiger, uh, tiger sugar segment. Back to you, Mike. Hey, thanks a lot, Mike. And uh, yes, that was Sav and Pearl, clearly fans of Tiger Sugar. And uh, while I was waiting, you know, I didn't get that order right away. And I had the chance to pry my fiance's brain open and uh, see what she thought of Tiger Sugar. And here's what she had to say. All right, um, we just got our orders and Anne is with me right now. Um, Mom, anong, anong verdict sa... Ito yung in-order natin is the brown sugar with uh, cream mousse na may small pearls. Anong verdict mo? 1 to 10? 7. Hindi siya 10. No, it tastes like the normal milk tea. Normal, by, by normal milk tea, milk tea anong, anong, anong brands yung... Uh, like Serenity or Gongcha. Tastes... Pareho lang? Nothing, nothing special. Hindi siya worth it pilahan for 2 hours? I don't, I don't think so. Sorry. Okay. And, and, and of course, you're not trying to be a snob by of saying that. Not. I'm still drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll finish it. I will. But it's not worth waiting for two hours for. Okay. I, yeah. No. Okay. There we go. We have Anne, of course, my fiance, who's gone on record and said it's a seven out of ten. Right. Okay. All right, looking back, imagine how mad she would have been if I insisted on going there at about 5 or 6 p.m. And we actually waited for several hours just to taste what we tasted. So if you're looking for a late bloomers review, i.e. me, I'd give it about an 8 out of 10. Given that it was a short wait compared to what most people subject themselves to, um, but I would not go all the way to BGC just because I'm craving for it. I'm the type to go all the way to Mr. Kebab at 11 p.m. or 2 a.m. And I'd go to Mendocoro all the way in Makati just because I'm craving for food. You know, I get how tiger sugar is different and I like the taste. Lasang taho. Um, it's, it's, it's delicious. It's just not enough for me to lose my mind over much less wait in line for two to three hours under the sun just to take a couple of sips of it. But don't get me wrong, try it for yourself. It's just, uh, you know, just a, just a quick review. Uh, you can find it useful. Um, so yeah, that is it. Tiger Sugar will be uh, reviewing more of the new ones. Uh, please do suggest some new establishments that, uh, that we can swing by and uh, maybe have a taste of. And we'll give it a late bloomers review. You're still on the Mike Acuna podcast. Big, big thanks going out to uh, Anne. Also to Savin Pearl for lending their thoughts. Uh, that is it for the episode of the Mike Acuna podcast. Uh, episode 17. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Please make sure to subscribe via Apple Podcasts and also follow us on Spotify. Until then, see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for uh, letting us keep you company or letting me keep you company. Drive safe and vote wisely. Thank you.